Hi, folks. Welcome to the Gospel of Kennison, episode 84. I'm your host. My name is James. Welcome to my personal audio journal. Today, we're going to go back to a more traditional format, and I'm going to talk about Halloween. <laughs> so um, Halloween is fun. I enjoy it. I know some people don't. Uh, I know some people are conflicted. I'm going to address that a little later on, but First of all, I wanted to share some of my favorite uh, memories from Halloween. Um, so, uh, so growing up, my family had different versions of Halloween. Uh, when we were very young, before my mother started going to church, we would go door to door being pulled in a wagon and we would trick or treat. Later on in life, uh, she became... Uh, very religious and we did not celebrate Halloween and did uh, either nothing or uh, what do you call them? Uh, the hallelujah festivals <laughs> instead of Halloween, you would go to your church dressed as a, a, a Bible character and uh, go to the different classrooms and collect candy. It, it was a lot like trick or treating except, uh, not at all like trick-or-treating, actually. Um, anyway, and then um, there was the phase where uh, I lived on my own and could make my own decisions, and you know, years went by until I had my own children, and I really didn't do Halloween. Um, but So this first memory is from the first phase. I remember going up to a house. Uh, the house had two doors which, you know, spells trouble right away Two two doors. One of them was, uh, at a right angle to my right. One was facing it. So a right angle on the left, neither door was facing me. So I had to make a choice to turn to the right, to knock on that door or turn to the left. Well, I apparently turned to the wrong door. I turned left and knocked on what later I would find out would be the garage door not the front door. Well, the people in the house uh, wanted to take mercy on me. I, I, I assumed the best of them that they wanted to take mercy upon me and come up behind me and give me candy and not just scare the crap out of me. Because all I know is there was a full grown Dracula man uh, coming up behind me and I ran and cried. Uh, I was wearing a costume. It was a clown costume which I'm morally opposed to, but I had a pirate mask on. And I remember it was one of those plastic masks and it had actual hair uh, stapled to it at the top, you know, plastic hair, but it was three dimensional. And it, and I remember it specifically cause he had a wart on his chin and there was hair coming out of the wart. And I just thought that was super gross and therefore super epic. And I wore it with my, Clown costume. I couldn't have been more than four. Um, but I do recall <laughs> feeling something behind me and um, and looking. And, and there he was. I don't know. I remember him coming after me. Okay. He may have just been holding out a bowl of candy. I don't know. I would hate to think that a full-grown man would scare a child, but this was, you know, the seventies, the, the late seventies, mid to late seventies. So, um, we don't know. We don't know. 
but uh, I was awfully scared as a child, um, scared a lot actually by just about anything. Um, even Dr. Seuss characters uh, scared me. The the book, um, oh, I can't even remember. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, or something like that. It, there's a whole bunch of rhymes. It's very thick and it goes on and on. But there's an ug under the rug and a zug in the bug or the bug, something behind your bed or whatever. That stuff scared me to death. So needless to say, a vampire man uh, was the scariest thing in the world. Um, now, during our uh, during our, our, our time as uh, non-celebrators, I don't know if that's a word, uh, when we were not celebrating Halloween, um, luckily for us, we lived in the country, so there wasn't a lot of door to door stuff. And, you know, we, we didn't feel like we were missing out on much, but you would go and you would go to your church and you would dress up, you know, in a, in a bathrobe, uh, with a t-shirt and a towel around your waist. And it was just the most janked up costume possible, you know, no makeup, no, uh, no superheroes back then. And, and you would go to a, a festival of sorts and they would have carnival games. Uh, not really creative ones. It was like you'd drop something in a bucket, throw something through a hole in a board. Uh, <laughs> my favorite, which I, <laughs> I still, I, I, I thought it was good. You take a fishing pole and you put it over the a board and somebody, I, I never knew how it worked. All I know is when I pulled it back off, it pulled on me. I pulled it back up and there was candy attached to it. I, I would have stayed there all day. Of course, as an adult, I look at that and I, that's why I was laughing because it's like the cheapest, jankiest <laughs> carnival game of all time. Hey, we're just going to put up a board. And uh, we need you two to sit back here. And whenever a kid hits you in the head with a clothespin, uh, you're just going to just whatever, put something on it. Do you guys remember in Pollyanna? She played that game. She put a, a cane pole over something. I don't even remember what it was. And they flipping hooked a porcelain doll. I kid you not. Watch Pollyanna. I, I think it's on Netflix. Watch Pollyanna and they pull it. She pulls this whole doll, which would be in today's monies. I mean, 16 to 20 bucks. Those days, they knew how to do the fishing game. These days, you're going to get a spider ring. And a lot of them. Spider rings were awesome. I used to get those even when we weren't allowed to do anything else because kids at school would have them. And spider rings um, could be worn around the parents because they did not know. They did not know about Halloween. And so as long as the thing wasn't a jack-o'-lantern or a bat, they had no clue that the spider ring was nothing but just a novelty gag thing to make it look like you had a spider on your finger. And uh, so I enjoyed that part. I enjoyed that very much. Of course, in those times, there were the uh, years that I don't know why we didn't just shut the light off and, you know, turn off the, the lights in the house. I guess because my parents weren't going to bow in any way to the holiday 
and somehow hiding inside our own home to let people know we're not participating was some sort of, uh, I, I guess, uh, 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 like I said, a bowing at, at the idol of uh, Halloween. So what we did instead is whenever groups of kids would come to the door, my folks would answer the door. My mother specifically would say, we don't celebrate Halloween. We don't do that. Which even as a kid, I, all I ever heard her say, bless her heart, bless her heart. Okay. All I ever heard her said is we don't believe in having fun. We don't like canning out candy to strangers. We don't like being giving or loving at all. We just, we want to be the worst people on the block. Now I understand. I do. My folks were trying to avoid the evils of Halloween because Halloween Especially in the 80s, you know, there was a lot of scares about cults, like, and, 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 uh, what is it? Uh, uh, d- demons and, um, uh, cults and, 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 uh, Satan worshipers and, you know, D&D and all this stuff. I mean, it was like a thing. And maybe for some people, it still is. I haven't heard a lot about that kind of stuff lately, like in the last 20 years or so. But back then, man, that was, that was big. Uh, I, I hear it wasn't just church people too, that 80% of Americans believed that there were satanic cults, uh, meeting in secret, doing sacrificing and, you know, all that stuff. So Halloween was a big no, no, because that was the night that they supposedly did all that stuff. I don't know that nobody really knows that. Um, I, I bet you, you could go to a real Satanist because they're, they really do exist. They're on the internet and stuff now. Um, and you could ask them and I'm sure Halloween is, is pretty important, but I, <laughs> I, I doubt they're, they're doing anything, um, other than, uh, I don't, uh, you know what? <laughs> I don't know what they do. I don't know anything about them, but, um, I guarantee you that, uh, Halloween for 99.9% of people is, uh, costumes and candy. And that's what it's about for me. Um, anybody that does anything weird on Halloween is doing weird things on every holiday. <laughs> Let me just put it out there like that. Um, so I like, I, I don't know. I grew up um, uh, having a, a heartache for Halloween because my folks kept me from it and I saw nothing wrong with it. What I saw again was costumes and creativity and candy. And that's what I celebrate. That's what Halloween is for me. If, if there is someone else out there celebrating it in some weird way. And, and for me, for instance, one of those weird ways would be getting together with a bunch of singles, uh, dressing in scantily clad outfits and getting drunk and having parties. That would be a a thing that I would consider uh, uh, something that I couldn't participate in because of my religious beliefs. Um, For me to participate in that, I would be considering myself doing something sinful. Um, But going door to door on Cherokee Street uh, with my kids dressed in the cutest costumes ever asking for uh, candy um, I, it trips no breakers in my soul. I have no, 
qualms with that at all. A, um, I, I'll tell you one more tiny story before we get into some more uh, talk about Halloween. One of those particular Halloweens where we were in the we don't celebrate phase, I was going to uh, a, a Halloween, hallelujah night celebration, which I hate that phrase because <laughs> it just it's called Christian cheese, people. It's it's what I call it. And it's whenever we try to ch- take something and we try to take the best parts of it and we try to turn it into something different, but do it exactly the same, but we just rename everything. So we're still celebrating the, the night and we're having candy and costumes, but we're doing it in a church, which automatically makes it holy, apparently. And, um, and we're calling it by a different name. So let's not get down to the fact that Halloween was created by the church as an alternative to a pagan holiday. Um, and so now we're creating an alternative to a Christian alternative. Anyway, we, uh, the pagans, um, I'm kind of grateful to the pagans, uh, tongue in cheek here, folks, tongue in cheek, uh, because they made up all the best holidays. Thanks for Christmas. Thanks for Halloween. And I don't know if you guys started the birthday celebrations, but I, I like those two. Those are, those are favorites, but there was one of these points we were going to this hallelujah night, uh, festival. And I found another way to get, get my spook on without tripping any of the, of the breakers. Like I said earlier with my folks, I had been experimenting with stage makeup because I was in drama at school. And so I took and, um, aged my face basically. So I shadowed all the natural creases, highlighted cheekbones, um, darkened around the eyes, you know, and, and no one in the world could have looked at that thing and said, um, he's trying to be spooky. It looked authentically old. Like I would be on a stage or something. Cause I was using what I had learned. Cause I had been an old man in a play. So I did that. Matter of fact, it was so effective. I remember this that my mom saw me and she freaked out, not in a scared way, but because I apparently looked so much, uh, in my aged form at what, you know, 16, uh, I looked so much like my real dad who had, uh, passed away recently that it freaked her out like totally. So anyway, not trying to be scary, uh, at least on the outside, you know what I mean? So somebody knocks at the door and I, I have to, uh, my, my, in my heart, my intention was to save them from my mom and her, her mini sermon of doom and gloom. So I go to the door and I begin, and there's this group, there's literally 15 kids with, uh, different kinds of bags, mostly, uh, uh, pillowcases, which I think is, uh, both genius and against the law should be against the law. Uh, so they're standing there open and ready and, and ready to say trick or treat. And, and I started to say the words, sorry, we don't. And before I could get it out, they opened their mouths in unison, like a choir about to sing only to suck in that air and scream and turn and run. 
They ran so fast away. I forgot I had makeup on. I start following them because they're going to run out into the street. And they are. They're running out into the street and I'm running after them. Stop. Stop. Don't run. And then I realized <laughs> what I was doing. I'm this old creepy man that they're scared of. I'm following them out the front door. I'm chasing them saying, stop, don't run, don't run. So I had a good laugh coming back in and uh, my mom had recovered and I got to share uh, a funny life story right there on the spot about how I had accidentally scared the crap out of a bunch of kids. So, um, hey, real quick, I thought today would be a good time to share my top six favorite and least favorite Halloween candies. Okay. So they're in no particular order except for the last one. Okay. So I will say my, one of my favorites of all time is Mike and Ike's love Mike and Ike's. Um, they are great. I like them when they're stale, uh, mostly, but even fresh, you can, they're bullet shaped. So you have actually, <laughs> actually I'm hurt. My side's hurting. Um, they're, they're shaped like suppositories. If you really want to get down to brass tacks, they're bullet shaped. They're, they have a point on one end. They're flat on the other. And you can put them between your, your molars and just lightly tap and spin them. So you're breaking the outer wall of the Mike and Ike. You can try this. This is my method. Um, and sometimes you can get the circle part, the flat end to separate that candy out, outside coating. Um, and then chew on that separately, you know, with your teeth. I don't know. It's, it's what I enjoy doing. Uh, my next number five would be nerds. I love me some nerds, even those nerds ropes. Cause that combines two of my favorite things, which is gummy like things and nerd ropes are very hard to chew. The center, uh, attachment, the rope part, you know, is very tough and hard to chew on. And I love those things. Um, but I'll take nerds too. just just a box, a bag. Those little tiny boxes are great. They come in weird flavors. Um, the way you're supposed to eat nerds, at least for me, is you grab a big one and you hold it between your teeth in the front and just enough pressure to hold it uh, and, and to support it. And you put your tongue to it and let it dissolve the, because uh, all it is is sugar crystals covered in candy. So you let it dissolve the out, outward uh, stuff and you feel that, especially if it's sour or something like that, and you taste that. And then when you get down to the sugar, you, you crunch that between your teeth and chew it up with your front teeth. And then, and then you get to eat the, the pure sweetness. And so you get two treats in one. And that'll make a box of nerds last all day. Um, call me crazy, but that's how I like to do it. Uh, number three. Where are we at? Six, five, four. Are we on four? Uh, Reese's pieces. Love me some Reese's pieces. I don't have any particular way that I eat those. I, I just eat like three at a time, chomp them up, swallow them up. They're great. Um, there have been times uh, in the past that I take them between my first and uh, thumb finger. And if you can with your front uh, teeth, 
and bottom teeth, you kind of try to crack the shell uh, around the circumference of it and split the two halves. Sometimes you can do that and get all the candy off. Usually you can't do it all at one time. You have to kind of chip away at it. But you can get a perfectly round uh, mound of peanut butter if you can get that outer candy shell off. Been a big fan of Reese's Pieces ever since E.T. Um, love them. Uh, number three. Yeah. Yeah. Number three. Twizzlers. Twizzlers. Love Twizzlers. Um, I don't care if they're strawberry or cherry. I like them. The harder they are, if they're from last year, if they're individually wrapped, I don't like the twisting or pulling peel. I don't like that junk that those are smushy and gummy and yuck. No, I want to gnaw through it. I want to bite it. I want to rip that thing off. Um, those things are ribbed. You know, they have ridges on them and you can do the same thing. You can take those ridges and, uh, put a couple of them between your teeth and bite, bite the rope in half the, the bite of the, of the Twizzler that you have. And, uh, it's just a great thing. Twizzlers also double as straws. If you're, if you're drinking a Coke or something like that, you can, you can do that. Um, I love Twizzlers. They're great. And the kids don't like them. And it's an awesome thing because they give them to me. And, uh, on Halloween, you don't get a full Twizzler usually unless it's individually wrapped and it's just one, but most of the time you get the smaller fun size, quote unquote pack, uh, with the two in a, in a little wrapper. And I'm, I'm always, I'm always cashing in, man. I'm getting those things. It's great. All right. So my second favorite, um, really is a number two. Um, I, I know I said I wouldn't, none of them have been in order except for this little candy corn, candy corn. I know this may be a shock to some folks because candy corn is much maligned by most of society. I think a lot of people hate candy corn, but I love it. Matter of fact, Lewis Black uh, not a huge fan of him, but I, I got a quote online. Uh, the worst thing about Halloween is, of course, candy corn, he says. It's unbelievable to me. Candy corn is the only candy in the history of America that's never been advertised. And there's a reason. And all of the candy corn that was ever made was made in 1911, he says. And so since nobody eats the stuff every year, there's been a ton left over. That is the only way I could imagine candy corn being better than it actually is is if it was old. Uh, I like chewy, <laughs> hard candy <laughs> like like that. Um, and uh, candy corn has to be eaten in a particular way. We all know how. Uh, it comes in three colors, uh, white, uh, and then the, the orange, and then the, the darker, you know, orange or brown. Um, we used to call it Indian corn back in the old days. Uh, I don't know why. Probably because my mom was racist. I don't know. <laughs> I think everybody's mom was racist back then, but uh, I used to bite off the little white part and then you bite off the yellow part and then you eat the rest, the red part, you know, and you're convinced as a kid that all three of them have different flavors. Um, just like folks are convinced that it, different M&Ms have flavors uh, or Skittles taste different. I, I taste no difference between all of them. I'm going to put Skittles in here as my unofficial number seven, by the way. I love Skittles too. All those, if you eat too many Skittles, make you want to throw up. Uh, no particular way uh, to eat candy corn other than the traditional, you know, bite it off by color. Uh, make sure you're careful to just eat, especially the white part. 
first. Now, I will say um, that I have a matching um, anti-candy coming up that might surprise you. Um, but number one for me is full-size Snickers. I'll even take fun-size Snickers, but I want to say full-size Snickers because every now and then you will find some blessed soul who loves the world so much that they went out and bought a big buttload of uh, full-size Snickers. Um, I love what Mitch Hedberg says about fun-sized candy. He says, uh, he says I want to get a vending machine with fun-sized candy bars. <laughs> And the glass on the front is a magnifying glass. So you'll be mad, but it'll be too late. <laughs> so that's the only way you can make fun size seem fun is with a magnifying glass. And uh, there was a guy, kid you not, down the street from our house when we lived in Florida about four years ago. And every year he would dress up in a uh, tooth fairy costume. And hand out full-size candy bars. And the irony was not lost on me. I uh, I appreciated his his humor and his full-size candy bars. And uh, I don't know how I got one, but I did. I, I think he was just pretty, pretty free with them. I think he was drunk. <laughs> All right, so now the six worst candies that you can get at Halloween. Number one, or... Uh, I'll say number six and we'll count down. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and name um, candy pumpkins. All right. You know, candy corn, right? Sometimes they try to mix them in with those candy pumpkins. Those are gross. How can you say that James they are made from the same stuff? It's too much. It's too much of the same stuff. Candy pumpkins are gross. A uh, little green tip, you know, uh, it's just, it, there, there is too much. It's like peeps. Um, I like marshmallows, but peeps are too much marshmallow. Uh, I love candy corn that whatever that's made out of that, that mush that it is, it's too much. So candy pumpkins are terrible. However, if, uh, you are going to eat them, you can eat the, the green part off the tip of the top, the little, the little sprout coming off by scraping the top of it on the bottom of your teeth and it caught, it'll pop right off. And you throw the rest of that crap away because that's gross. Um, I'm going to say uh, next, number five is those taffies or, or caramels or whatever in the, you know, the mess that they are that, that are wrapped in black and orange paper. You know what I'm talking about? They, they've been selling bags of it for eons. It's like the cheapest probably candy you could get is there's no brand. There's no ingredients there's no warnings it's just black and orange wrapped taffies and they are the worst they stick to your teeth you think i would like them because i'm i'm a chewy kind of guy but i don't like it when it sticks to your teeth i don't know what those things are and and they're made of sugar and so they should be good and when you're a kid you you save those and you want to eat them uh and then when you do you instantly regret it because you waited till you ran out all the good stuff um, those things need to be thrown in a dumpster. They, as soon as they make them, matter of fact, uh, I'm going to find out where they make them and I'm going to buy a bunch of dumpsters. I'm going to buy out the whole lot and just take them, load them into the back of a dump truck and then take them to the dump. So that actually don't need dumpsters. I'll just, maybe I'll just buy trash trucks or rent trash trucks and go straight to the trash that way just load it up boys 
because they're gross. I, I I think you could, I think you could, if you had enough of that stuff and you melted it down just right and, and re it hardened, um, you could sculpt things with it. And, uh, maybe that would be a good use for it. So maybe I would recycle, maybe I'd give it to the arts. That'd be a good use. Um, six, five, four, three. Um, I'm going to say black licorice is horrible. <laughs> I know people love licorice. There are people that just love it. I hate it. It's gross. Um, I like the look of black licorice. I think it's, um, I, I, I love it. I think because it, it's like a dark version, like, like dark Spider-Man, you know, red Spider-Man's cool. Black costume Spider-Man is cooler for a little while, but I don't have to eat black Spider-Man. Um, that sounded racial. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm just going to say, I don't like licorice because the taste is terrible. It's horrible. I can't get used to it. I used to try to eat it and acted like I liked it. It's gross. Don't give that stuff out at Halloween. Um, number two. No, we're still on number three. That was, that was four. So three would be fruit or nuts. Please, please do not give out fruit, oranges or apples. I've gotten walnuts and pecans in my bag before. And, and it's like somebody's throwing cuss words into my bag. That's, that's how offended I was as a child. That's how inappropriate it seemed compared to what was supposed to be in there. This is thinking nuts and, and, and fruit and oranges or apples. I don't even want caramel apples. Okay. I want candy, 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 candy. It's, I call it candy ween for a reason. It's not apple ween. It's not orange ween. Those, those are weak sauce. Okay. So number two would be mints. Don't give me any mints. I don't want dinner mints, even though I like dinner mints. I don't want those little, uh, Hershey kiss shaped mints with the little, with the little beads on the bottoms. Even those, even those are awesome. Butter mints are good. Like them normally, you know, even a peppermint is, is a, occasionally a treat, especially after dinner, but I mints have no place in any form in Halloween. If you disagree, the email is James at NLcast.com and I will fight you to the end. Mints and Halloween do not mix grosser than gross mints belong at Christmas time. So keep them over there, especially the soft ones The I guess they're like saltwater taffy or something. And they, they're, they're bigger than regular peppermints, but they're shaped like, and they have a little Christmas tree in the middle. Those things are good, dude. That's where it belongs. Not in Halloween. Last but not least, my l- number one most hated candy in the universe. And I hope you'll agree with me on this. And if you don't, whatever is handouts, AKA anything that is not candy. I'm talking about people that think it's clever to put out uh, a tract, a Christian tract, a a charity instead of candy. We've given a dollar for your, um, in your honor to apple trees anonymous or something. I, I don't want, uh, toothbrushes. I don't need reminders about what your church is doing on Sunday. I want candy. Do not give me anything. I don't even want it bubble or uh, uh, rubber banded to my candy. I don't want, I didn't come to your house 
for a sermon. And I'm a Christian. I still don't want to hear about the Lord while I'm getting dum-dums, okay? Uh, And if you are going to do it, if you are going to give out a handout, okay, do go ahead and attach it to a candy, okay? Come on. At least give us that. But don't hand out handouts by themselves. And if you're going to stick them to something, make sure it's a full-size Snickers bar. I will get saved all over again if you put your track on a full-size Snickers bar. That, my friend, the Bible says, I will not... (laughs) I will not give to the Lord that which costs me nothing. It's, if it's not a sacrifice, it's not worth it. So make the sacrifice, Christian, who's struggling with Halloween. Go out there right now to Target and spend that 5% extra <laughs> and, and buy a big old bag of full-size candy bars and put your track on there. By God, I'll come by your house and I'll just worship with you if you have full-size candy bars. That is the way to a man's soul right there. You just heard it from me. The guy that put handouts is the number one worst thing. If you put it on a full-size Snickers, all is forgiven. I love you. So in closing, I just want to say Halloween, in my opinion, and it be it ever so humble, it is mine. Halloween is what you make of it. I enjoy my interpretation of the day. I don't even call it a holiday. What's it celebrating? Uh, Candy, in my opinion. I love the creativity of a haunted front yard. Sue me. I I love the lights. I love the smoke. I love the moving parts. I love the the stinking hand in the candy bowl that comes out and gets you. I love the guy that is dressed up like a stuffed animal or something and he's or a zombie and he's sitting in the chair with a candy bowl in his lap and the kids come up and he goes, you know, I love all of that stuff. It's so fun and so great. It's creative. I enjoy a good carved pumpkin. When I was a kid, my uh, youth pastor people had convinced us that the the carving was from pagans and that the the candle came from uh, wax made from human skin or fat or something like that. It was just these horrible things. I literally, there was a lady that had all the kids come up to the front and she's like, do you kids love uh, pumpkins? Yeah, we do. Do you know that you know, do you like carving them? Yeah, we do. Do you know that when you're loving jack-o'-lanterns, you're loving a demon? <sighs> I mean, literally, that's what happened in my church one time. You love a demon. I don't believe that's true. I think when you have a cool carved pumpkin, it's just a cool piece of artwork. I love creative costumes. Um, I'm not a big fan of, of overly scary or overly gross ones because I like in my Halloween, we keep it lighthearted. We keep it fun and family friendly. So, uh, but a creative costume, man, uh, I've, I've created several for my kids, uh, I made a candy bot that that ate candy and and stored it down in a in a certain I don't know. You if you want pictures, uh, I'm sure you could find them. I'll put a link in the show notes uh, for this episode. Um, but I love uh, even more than I love creative costumes. I love other folks that appreciate them. We we usually go down to Cherokee Street where all the hipsters are, and they love a good costume. And uh, I, I I've never ceased to amaze them so far. Um, I know that some people 
they see partaking in any kind of Halloween stuff as participation in something evil or sinful. And if that's the way you see it, I am not here to argue with you. I'm not. I don't see it that way. I I know what sin is. I know what evil looks like. And kids running around uh, dressed as uh, Power Rangers with a sack of candy is not evil. That's not what sin and evil looks like. I know a lot of people do a lot of different things on every holiday uh, that would be considered evil or sinful, but uh, that's not the part that I celebrate or believe in. Um, so I don't know. I, 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 I just know that my folks were that way. They believed that participating may, you know, open doors somehow for evil spirits or for, for negative things. Or maybe if it was just sinful or something like that, like I said, there was a lot of fear involved. I'm not afraid of it. Um, so they stayed away from it completely. And all I learned is that there was a lot of fun to be had and I was missing out, which was the opposite effect of, I think what they were going for. I'm, I'm nothing but curious now. Well, anyway, as with any holiday, you remove the things you disagree with and make it your own. For me, Halloween is about the three C's costumes, creativity, and candy. So I don't know. Do you have any full size Snickers bars? I have a PO box. <laughs> I don't know if you can ship such things and if they would make it, but uh, if you want to send them to me, I'll have a PO box listed in the show notes for this episode as well. <laughs> so however you do, uh, uh, Halloween, you know, your hallow- hallelujah night, or if you just ignore it all together, I hope you have a great day and I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the GOK. Um, uh, just remember Halloween, uh, is, is, uh, is based on All Hallows Eve, which was a celebration of saints that had passed on before. Um, it was a spiritual day, uh, in a good way. And so, uh, you know, make, it's what you make of it. All right. I, I, uh, I enjoy it. So I hope, uh, hope you, even if you're someone that doesn't agree that you can at least appreciate, uh, what, what I appreciate about it. And, uh, just know I, I don't like the devil either. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> just, <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I think it should be obvious. If you've been listening to me for any period of time, it should be one of the things on the list is James is a great guy. Uh, he's a little weird, but uh, the thing that sticks out the most is he just doesn't like Satan. <laughs> he's not a fan. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm just going to end it right there uh, by, by professing <laughs> that I hate the devil. It's necessary. It's It's going to, going to save me for some, from some hate emails. Just go ahead and say it. <laughs> Why do you participate in the devil's holiday? Because I don't believe it's the devil's holiday. I don't. I seriously don't. You, you could be mad at me if I believed it and celebrated it anyway, but I don't believe that. I don't see that as the devil's holiday. There's some people that believe that about Christmas. Jesus wasn't born on Christmas. I don't care. I don't care when you celebrate his birthday. I think it's important to celebrate his birth. Well, the pagans used to drag trees in and they used to decorate them and all that kind of stuff. Well, good for them. I drag them in and I have ornaments uh, from every year 
that my child has been alive and they're named and they're tagged with a date. And my wife writes notes inside that we bought this because you like Tinkerbell this year. And we bought this because you played softball this year. And we make these symbols into what we want them to be. And in my house, I celebrate in a very good way. So, I don't know. I, I know I'm preaching to the choir. You guys are good folks. But uh, in, in, if you can't enjoy Halloween, don't. But uh, at least give Candy Corn a try. And uh, I wasn't kidding about full-size Snickers. Uh, GOK for this week is full-size Snickers rule. And if you got to give out Jesus tracks, put them on a full-size Snickers. Uh, you will be rewarded in eternity. Peace out.